Hey everyone, it's time for the Pop Culture Workshop. Yeah, that's what we're going with for yeah. right now. We're still workshopping it. So if you yeah. have uh, any say or think uh, you got a better name, we're 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 uh, welcome to to hear it. Drop those comments below. We love to see that engagement. And smash that like button, smash right? Is that what we're supposed to do? Sub- that like button. That's right. Subscribe and smash. And with uh, today's Pop Culture Workshop, you know, sometimes you look and you go, okay. What's come? What's coming out in the movies? What's going on with the streaming and everything else? And all of a sudden, Vanity Fair. Yeah, there's still a Vanity Fair magazine. Oh yeah, I know. They they go boom. Here is a bunch of Star Wars news in an article, and oh my God, there's so much to discuss that yeah. came out of this particular article. The biggest thing being, it seems the Star Wars franchise is focusing more on the small screen. Than the big screen currently, it's almost like a giant star, bit of a Star Wars reboot, from what I read in the article. That's and and honestly, that's probably a really good idea. Yeah, because um, the Star Wars sequel trilogy um was varying levels of um good and bad, and um, you know they keep sticking with um you know the same characters and the same storylines and. While we love those storylines, us Star Wars fans, I mean, there is a whole galaxy far, far away. And they're doing a fantastic job within these streaming shows of introducing us to new characters, but still framing it within (laughs) characters that regardless, because you got to remember, too, I think sometimes when people say Star Wars fans, they'd immediately think, well, you are an original trilogy fan, right? Yeah. And and most people are, right? You enjoy them as a whole. But there are generations now that have grown up as the prequels were their, were their gateway into, into Star Wars. That was my gateway into Star Wars and episode now three. now there's another new generation of the sequels to the sequels were their gateway into Star Wars. So there is, to your point, a giant galactic sandbox to be able to play in. Favreau has done a fantastic job of Mandalorian. Oh yeah, right. Which brought us Boba Fett and Grogu, yeah. which is a not a character we've seen before, but a character similar to Yoda, but is now probably one of the most popular Star yes. Wars characters. Right, exactly. So you have that. They've already established that, uh, and then you get Book of Boba Fett. Now, if you look at the upcoming schedule, you get Obi Wan next week, which we'll, we'll talk about. You so there's the Obi Wan character. But it's filling in the gaps between the prequel and the original trilogy. So you're yeah. going to have that sandbox in which to play. It brings in characters from some of the animated, the Inquisitors. Yeah. Then you look at the next release late this summer, Andor, about Cassie and Andor, the character from the one-off Rogue One, yeah. which plays in that whole thing previous to the original Star Wars, how they got the Death Star plans. Right. So you get that whole area to play in. Then you have Ahsoka Tano. You have that show, which will come from the, you know, more Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, the cartoons for people who are into that. So they're doing a great job of dabbling in all these different eras of Star Wars, bringing people into the fold. And then we'll see what happens with the movies after that. Right. And I think it's a good idea that they're doing these as TV shows because, um, trying to cram as much as they can creatively into a two and a half hour movie doesn't always produce the best results. 
Like Correct. Boba Fett, like even the Boba Fett show, which is six episodes, they couldn't make one movie out of that. No, I mean, there was too much involved yeah. with that. And and one of the things, you know, originally on the schedule was going to be uh, next year in December was going to be that Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron movie, yeah. right? About the, the X-Wings and everything else. That has since been kind of booted still to the back burner. It looks like the Taka Wahidi Star Wars movie, uh, and for those who know, he did Ragnarok, and we're going to be directing Thor Love and Thunder and Jojo Rabbit, and just a really kind of interesting cat. Yeah. His Star Wars movie is going to be the first up when they get back to the to the, the big screen. Uh, you're also going to see one in production for the streaming is a show called The Acolyte, which takes place 100 years before Phantom Menace. So you're going to start exploring that. Talking to Eric Davis from Fandango, which you can listen to him on Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Yep, on you bet. He brings up an in- interesting thing is this is all great. Us Star Wars fans are excited. But then how do you turn that into box office success? Yeah. what? Because whatever you come up with at the box office, you're building this giant sandbox. How do you then take that and get people excited to pay their money and go to the theater to see things. So that's going to be what we have to kind of look for when this all starts to flesh itself out even more. Because we're so saturated with Star Wars projects that there might not be enough for everyone to watch all of it at the same time. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on from a, a, a company that has found the right niche of getting people to come out to their movies, but also doing a great job in streaming, Marvel. Right. Uh, Marvel has done a fantastic job, and I think the reason why their streaming has been so successful, it has been so vastly different. Each show that's come out, and also different from the movies. To your point, it allows them more room to play with characters and delve into plot points than it does within a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. So they released the trailer earlier this week of the She-Hulk series that is coming out August 17th. And it being Marvel and it being the Internet— People have opinions, yeah, especially on the CGI. Now, you got to remember, the show itself isn't coming out till August. Maybe they rush this trailer. Maybe it's going to be refined and fine-tuned. This may just be a rough edit, and they just wanted to get it out there for the buzz. Yeah, they, they might still have to render some of the special effects. And, you know, I'm sure – I, I saw uh, somebody did a review of Moon Knight who is, you know, in – I don't want to say in the industry, but they get, like, screeners of stuff. Yeah. They got every episode of Moon Knight, like, two weeks before the first episode dropped. And episode six of Moon Knight was, like, unfinished, had, like, a timestamp code, had, like, unused special effects or something. So, I mean, it's, it's very possible that they – a lot of this is in rough shape anyways. And they're still – you know, if they're releasing it episodically to, like, you know, get – you yeah, know, maybe yeah. get some more time to work on some of it. Um, yeah. And you also got to remember, Marvel's doing like a million shows and <laughs> right, movies. Right. And there's only so many people that can do the special <laughs> effects. Right, right. So exactly. You bring up a fantastic point. I love the fact that the trailer seems lighter. It yeah. seems comedy. And once again, they've they've done a great job of, you know, WandaVision started and then Falcon and Soldier is so vastly different. And then you had Loki, which was different than that. And then Hawkeye, different than that. Then you had Moon Knight, which is not only different than that, but not tied to any bigger part of the Marvel Universe. This one will have, you know, Bruce Banner, Hulk, right? The, the smart Hulk that, that yeah. Mark Ruffalo plays. 
will be involved because She-Hulk, for those who don't know, is Bruce Banner's cousin. But it looks, once again, to be more grounded, as grounded as a She-Hulk show could be. Right. But also looks to be played for more comedic laughs. Oh, yeah. That's the, there's so much tongue-in-cheek stuff in the trailer. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it looks, there's a lot of funny moments. It's like the way the trailer yes, is, you know? I, yeah, I, yeah, it's like a 90s sitcom. So looking forward to that. But on the superhero front, vastly different than anything Marvel uh, coming out June 3rd, we got the full trailer for The Boys Season 3. Yeah. And, oh, uh, man, mm-hmm. that that show uh, just had me hooked. I mean, it went real dark real fast. If you like dark comedy, if you want to get a really different take on superheroes on a very adult and very R-rated level, The Boys is the series for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I haven't followed it as much, but I do um, – I've seen a bit here and there and read and seen reviews of it. And um, I think, you know, in talking about also the saturation of all sorts of superhero things, it is cool to see this, you know, somewhat, I don't want to say realistic because it's superheroes, but, you know, if superheroes were, you know, real people, a lot of them would have some real personalities of like, haha, I'm a superhero. I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And corporations would and corporations. be a part of it. Oh my God, I mean, people yeah. try to make their money, and that's that's what the boys is all about. That so that's going to come out June third. Um, it's not for everyone. I, I will give you that. Like it is, it is very hard R, and it is it gets very dark. But as a fan of the show, it's one of those things of now. It's like Obi Wan comes out next week. Stranger Things Part One of this upcoming season comes out next week. The boys after that. Not to mention. Top Gun Maverick next. It's, it's like it, it's a it's embarrassment of riches Basically. for you for you to be able to watch and and quickly on Stranger Things. We'll delve into that more next week here on the Pop Culture Workshop. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it, and this is what I got from Eric Davis this week. Stranger Things being cut up into two parts for this last season. The season finale, which will the second half of the season, will debut. Uh, July, around the 4th of July holiday, the finale is scheduled, the finale, the last episode is scheduled to be two hours long. Huh. So will Netflix release that into theaters? Is the question mark a lot. Because that that is a movie, and if people are watching around, it could be an event. So we'll have to wait and see on that. So yeah. just want to throw that out there to people. Uh, yeah. yeah. We know I'm going to say that mm, that wouldn't make a lot of money i don't think if they put that i know people love stranger things you'd be surprised you would be surprised if they said hey we're keeping the the you can watch all the way up to that but join in this big kind of oh so you have to watch it in the theater before they put it on right right is what i'm saying that makes sense yeah if you dump it all and and it's there i'm with you i don't think people are going to go see it in the theater but if you're netflix and you lead up to it and you play it right and be like, hey, the next, you know, if you want to see the finale, we're releasing it in theaters on Friday. And then a week later, you'll get it if you don't go to the theater. And I right. think it would be an event for people. Uh, also on streaming, the trailer was dropped August 5th. Hulu is bringing us an interesting play on a Predator prequel. Right. That's... um one of the last properties I'd expected to have some sort of prequel or, or sequel coming out, but yeah. <laughs> and it's called Prey, and the plot of it is a Native American tribe thinks they are hunting prey, 
But in fact, twist, they're the prey because it's a predator. So to see the interplay and dichotomy between the predator and what we know of how sophisticated the predator's weapons are, 300 years in the past is where this is set to where a Native American tribe with just bow and arrows and, and the kind of the knowledge of the land, how they combat a predator, it gives be fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, I, like I just immediately, and I'm a fan of that series anyway. I'm a fan of the Predator movies. But to me, I'm I'm hooked. I'm already like, I'm in. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, because, because the very obvious thing you're thinking of is, yeah, they're advanced, heat-seeking. It's like, of course, but... Uh, I think sometimes we forget how resourceful Native Americans were mm-hmm. and how in tune they were with nature and um, and how dangerous they could be. So, yeah, yes. I mean, it could be a very, yeah, that's that's a very interesting take on, yeah. on the Predator. And that will be coming out in August. Uh, another trailer for a movie that's coming out in theaters as we continue on here. With, I know we're kind of all over the place, but yeah. there's so much going on there's here so in the pop, much. pop yeah. culture workshop. Billy Eichner. Who is another interesting cat who is very, I feel, polarizing. Either you get what Billy Eichner does or you think he's the most annoying dude in the world. (laughs) I particularly enjoy him. Like, Billy on the street was hilarious when he still does it. He has been brought in by a studio. And it's uh, Judd Apatow, I want to say, is executive producing. Nicholas Stoller, who is part of uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. They have a LB, LGBTQ plus romantic comedy, and Billy Eichner writes it, and the trailer dropped for it this week. It's a, it's a movie called Bros. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that does in the box office. It, it looks hilarious It looks to me. funny, because, and there's so much in it that uh, I know there's people probably immediately listening to this that are like, I don't want to see some gay comedy, but, I mean, it's... Uh, there's there there really is humor in it for everybody. Like there's um you know they're like ah oh, being gay was funny when it was like not acceptable. No. Yeah, it's, it was more you know, fun when like straight people were so it like, yeah. right. No, it's so it's so funny. Um yeah, watching it. I watched it there with you uh, in the um I, I was like passing by your office and yeah. I just like stopped and watched all of it and it's um yeah no it's um and it's 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 the sort of movie that you know really couldn't have been made probably even like five or ten years ago. Right, exactly. And and it has a great beginning. You didn't get to see the beginning of the trailer, but the great beginning is like Billy Eichner, he's kind of playing a version of himself yeah. right in the movie, and it, it's kind of a behind the scenes of how the movie got made as part of it. And so he's doing his podcast, and it starts out with like, I was commissioned to write this gay rom-com, and they wanted me to write it to the point where Write it to where even a man, a heterosexual man, may go see it with his girlfriend. He's like, come on, no one's going to. Like, so even they're kind of in on the joke, per se. Uh, So it it seems very interesting. And to your point, five years ago, I I don't think anyone would touch this movie. But I'm so happy to see the representation really starting to open up more. Yeah. I think you can attribute that to, you know, movies like Black Panther. Crazy Rich Asians, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. These rep- these movies with representations are 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 not only showing representation, but appealing to such a mass mm. variety because everyone's experiences are different. Yeah, and I and I and I love that fact, and I'll be interested to see how it does in the box office. But it looks to me anyway. Look, you know, you can judge for yourself. 
but it looks pretty damn funny to me. It looks funny. There's um, and that's and that's the key, right? If it's funny, people are gonna like it and they're gonna watch right. it. Right. That's the key about the the films. About a comedy. The, right. And and just the films with representation. Yeah. It's got to be entertaining. It's it's one thing to just kind of live, give lip service and be like, okay, we have this this movie with an all Asian cast or you know Black yeah. Panther or whatever. And just and just kind of bare bones it. And for but the they, tenth time, here's the first gay character in a Disney movie. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. But the fact that they've been films that have been so good and and quite frankly better than a lot of other films yeah. out there. Crazy Rich Asians is amazing. That and it's an one awesome of those things movie. of it doesn't matter who right when you get in when you get into the film, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's the art is good. The filmmaking is fantastic. The subject matter is great. People identify with it regardless. That's when you really have something. And I feel that's what this movie it, it, this movie is. I feel like there's comedy there. And you're not going to bring everyone in. People are going to, you know, unfortunately, we live in that society where people are just not going to go because of the subject matter. But if you can put that aside, it's, it, it looks like it's going to be a really funny movie. Yeah, there's a there's a scene in the trailer um where uh, Billy's with um, a couple other people, um, several of whom I think are other members of the LGBT community, and they're having this discussion about uh, you know different queer issues. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it's funny because it's it's almost very much in the way that like somebody who's maybe a little more old fashioned or doesn't get it could probably laugh at it and be like, "Wow, this is kind of ridiculous." Like mm. the things they're going back and forth with. <laughs> yeah. Which is again, it's a good thing they're bringing a lot of people in to sort of. Um, you know, you know, make this more than, you know, uh, some '90s or you know right. early 2000s, you know, very low hanging fruit gay guy, you right. know, comedy. Uh, no offense, but like a Mike Myers, <laughs> Mike Myers type of Ooh, like yeah. love guru type of thing. Oh, love so, guru so bad. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to when that comes out, and, and finally, something we've kind of talked about. It finally, I think, is going to get released this weekend. The uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers yeah. movie on Disney Plus. Is getting a ton of good reviews. I've I've been seeing all sorts of like a lot of people saying don't call it a comeback. Yeah, well, like, a lot of people saying it's this generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and if it's like that at all, I can't wait to watch oh it. My God, it looks yeah. like it's going to be so tongue in cheek, and apparently Disney actually paid money to get other copyrighted characters um, from other movie houses and franchises outside of Disney. Into this particular movie, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be paying a close eye of who's kind of in the background, and I love the fact that it's not just humans interacting with animated characters like we saw in movie and Roger Rabbit. It's they're in their time period, so apparently there's black and white uh, animated cartoon characters walking around amongst humans. There is the CGI. There's the regular cartoon. There is also the uh, claymation because apparently uh, J.K. Simmons plays the police chief who is a claymation figure mm. who as a police chief. So there is a lot going into yeah. this movie. I, and I, Sandberg I, and Mulaney seem to be knocking yeah. out the park. I heard a rumor that um the you know how in Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, mm-hmm. the original uh CGI model of Sonic was terrible and it was changed. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a rumor that original model is gonna show up in the movie somewhere. Oh, nice. <laughs> like as a joke. So Awesome. So yeah. So we'll we'll report back uh, next week with because uh, I, I plan on trying to 
to watch that this weekend because I have an upcoming trip to Disney. So get me in a Disney frame of mind. So, right. Oh. So much, man, Kev. So much. And it's so much fun to be able to have an outlet to discuss it. Yeah. it's. Um, we want to hear from you. Interact. What, what are you liking from the pop culture workshop? What are you not liking? Uh, we appreciate all the people listening yes. and downloading. Like I said, follow, like, smash that like button. Smash that like button. And if you think Pop Culture Workshop, the name sucks, give us a different one because we're all ears. Hey, very nice. I like what you did there, Kev. Always a pleasure, my man. Always a good time. Thank you.